SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. So this past financial year started and ended in the middle of a global pandemic. And this does not only affect ordinary people, but delayed in the spread of delivery for many, many projects in Gauteng in particular. Uh, on the line with me is Bongiwe Gambu, who's a spokesperson for the Department of Infrastructure. to just give us a sense of how things are going at the moment. Thank you so much for talking to us, Bongiwe. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Pimelo, and thank you very much for having us this afternoon. And I know that there have been some site visits that are happening at the moment, some progress that's been uh, checked at the moment. What what are some of the concerns that you have after some of the site visits that you've done? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Um, I I wish you had a week. But um, to put it very shortly, we have a mixture of non-performing projects Mm-hmm. as well as projects that are just performing like you would not believe. And I will just speak of one in particular in the city of Tswane, where we are using alternative building technology, which is not your ordinary brick and mortar from start to finish, but only brick and mortar for the foundation and then for the rest is other material, including steel. We were able to start one of those projects and finish it within about three and a half months. And that facility was going to or is being used to accommodate patients who are in need of care. And these are patients who have been infected by the virus itself. And it's a 300-bed facility, which is a big facility. And then on the other side, you have contractors who do not understand that there is a lot of pressure on our public health facilities as is, particularly the public health facilities. And therefore, delays that happen on projects mean that it further disadvantages the ordinary person who desperately needs the care and the access into those facilities. So what do we do with those contractors? We are very clear about what we need to do for those that and on those that um, we have found to, to be non-performing, and one is in Kopanong, um, Kopanong Hospital in Serenaheng, we have used the contract, gone to the terms of the contract, and we have terminated. And that termination allows us to then uh, uh, con- uh, find a, what we call a completion contractor. And a completion contractor is one that is willing to finish someone else's job at the pace that we want, according to the specifications that we have set out and within the budget that we set out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are speaking about some of the issues that you're facing uh, and, and the COVID-19. Many are using that as the excuse for not completion. How can communities assist in making sure that there's delivery by, by some of these contractors? One one particular, and we have a shining star of a project. I always go back to it. And um, Pimelo, this happened in Nordkhaseg. Nordkhaseg community, they worked so closely with their contractor that one. The project was delivered without any delays. Two, the project was delivered within the specifications. And three, and most importantly, without spending extra money. Mm. 
Because every day that we spend delaying a project, it means money. And that particular project is, for me, the shining star. It's a non-fee-paying school, a school for 1,200 children for that community. And that community was heavily involved in a sense that they understood that if they do not work, because remember, for certain projects, there has to be a percentage that goes to the local community, um, FMMEs, which is your small, medium and, um, and micro enterprises, as well as the local people who will then benefit economically by um, applying their, 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 their trade, whether it is for bricklaying or anything else, as well as, of course, as um, those young people who fall under the National Youth Service Program. So these are people who made sure that they participate. Mm -hmm. And whenever there was a problem, they would go through the structures and make sure that those issues are resolved so that the project does not get affected. Because Mm -hmm. in the end, it is their facility that would be delayed. So people need to be reminded of that. Sorry. To what extent have we seen criminal activity hamper some of the progress? In other words, we know that we have issues with people hijacking uh, contractual work and so on that has happened quite a lot, particularly in townships. Is, Is that part of why there are some delays and why you call for communities to be a part of the solution? Oh, most definitely. So I'm going to give you um, three things. One is the fact that in South Africa, we have found beautiful words for criminality. Mm. And I say so because when I say encroaching, you would think it's, it's something nice. Encroaching is a problem where a community builds their own houses on the land that was set out for a school. Number one. Mm-hmm. And that means once that happens, Pimelo, it throws the whole project off because then it means the classes that were set out for that area will not meet the standards that the municipalities are looking for in terms of the requirements that we need to meet for every project. Number two, there are criminal elements who go to projects and hijack these projects in the name of a business forum. The Premier has spoken many times about this. Many of our projects are being besieged by people who enter the site under the guise of a business forum. But when you are a business forum, it should be in your interest that that project works, which means when you are a subcontractor or an SMME contracted to that project, you must deliver because then you are able to use that as a part of your portfolio to get other jobs. But people don't seem to get that. And as a result, our projects just Going, keep going and stop and start and stop. And then in the end, we have community protest. The very same community come back to us to say, we are not delivering on time yet. They are the same people who are hampering some of the, these projects. It's, it's quite complex. Tell us about some of the other bigger projects that are happening beyond COVID. You know, a lot, I think, of our conversations at the moment are centered around immediate relief and immediate solutions. But I'm sure there are plans for bigger projects that are long-term kind of projects. Oh, yes, of course. So we are opening about three, three big libraries. And for me, libraries are a hub of knowledge and they live beyond many years that we are gone and they are an integral part of communities. Mm. Unfortunately, we do not have community halls like we used to, but you know that when a child goes to a library, he or she is safe 
and he can access that um, those resources and be able to even receive help and do their homework. One, two, we are also building schools. And these are mega schools, and all of them, the schools that we are building as a department, are non-fee-paying schools, which means that we are now at least reducing the burden of the demand for space in terms of education as far as the province is experiencing. Mm. Uh, Where are these going to be? Oh, they are everywhere. So... (laughs) <laughs> in the West Rand, we have Sitabocha, and Sitabocha is um, going to be launched in the next couple of weeks, actually, because tomorrow we are having the final inspection, and I said every school that we build is a mega school. So just think a 1,000 200 children, a separate area for the grade R's, and the grade R's also have showers. You and I went to grade R, we did not have showers, mm. which means these children go to go home clean, they go home fed, but they also have facilities that are world class. Mm. Number two, on the other side, we have um, a an early childhood development center, and this is being built in um, just towards... Sidibeng mm-hmm. um, municipality mm-hmm. and in Devon actually mm-hmm. just next to Pumalanga mm-hmm. and these are facilities that communities are going to use for free but also we just recently opened Abram Shope primary school and that is in Katahong it's also a mega school it has tennis courts it has all the amenities that you could think of and the kids there do not have to pay fees mm-hmm. so these facilities at the end of the day, need to be safeguarded and the community needs to take pride because they could also assist the school in income generation so that the school school rather is more sustainable. All right, we obviously will keep an eye on that. Thank you very much for that. Bungiwa Gambu is a spokesperson of the Department of Infrastructure and this conversation was brought to you by the Gauteng Department of Infrastructure Development.